1380 KCIM Sports presents KCIM Sports Rewind. A look back at the week in high school sports. Brought to you by St. Anthony Rehab Services. Here's sports director Jeff Blankman, John Ryan, and Jeff Honnold. All right, I got a novel idea. This week... Let's talk sports, shall we? Did we not do that last week? I don't think we did. I, 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 Honnold, do you remember talking sports last week? Uh, no. Have we ever? Have we ever had a memorable conversation? That's why I'm questioning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where do we start, though? Let's see. Uh, I'm going to start here. We, okay. We've got to get this show back on video because people need to have seen John Ryan not even scrambling, just calmly in, in 10 seconds pushing about 15 bucket uh, buttons excuse me, to get <laughs> us ready to go for the show here today. That's, that's muscle memory going on right yes. there running the board. <laughs> so, let's start with this. We got the bowl challenge going on. Yeah. Uh, you've got a list of all the games that are going on out there, and there's some doozies. And uh, we were just talking a little bit off air, Jeff Honnold, the over under Iowa Kentucky. Now, Iowa played Kentucky. January 1st, and they're going to play them on December 31st, a complete bookend of the season for them. But you were talking about some of the betting lines on that game. Yeah, the 31. Uh, I've been doing pretty well all year with Iowa because they've been putting them out there in the 40s. Same with Iowa State, and I've been taking the under. And uh, 31, they, uh, the Kentucky quarterback is going to be a top 10 draft pick, so he's probably not going to play. They've had, lost a couple receivers to the transfer portal, and then you know, Iowa's train wreck that is the offense uh, lost a quarterback and their starting quarterback and the backup quarterback's transferring. So you're going to be down to uh, two guys that have never taken a snap. One's a true freshman. Of course, you're losing uh, receivers and possibly a running back. And, uh, you know, all that said, I still think there's going to be a bunch of Iowa people go just because it's Nashville. They can drive. You can stay down there fairly reasonable. Um, but, you know, it's going to be one of those weird games. It's not like you're going to say, okay, I want to watch these kids and our future quarterback probably coming out of here because, you know, Cade McNamara is coming in. It's just going to be one of those games you're watching. Hmm, I'm kind of watching a glorified scrimmage. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that at all. I, I don't either. I was just going to say this. How many more years of – players leaving early, players declaring that they're going to go for the draft and not play in the bowl games, do we start to see the number of bowl games get reduced or is there simply just too much money in the bowl games? Because will people ever go, you know what, I'm done watching games where it's third-string quarterbacks against you know third-string mm -hmm. linebackers in bowl games and these games don't mean anything anymore. So do we cut the bowl games back to 18 someday where they mean something again or do we continue to have 50 bowl games every year and, and nobody's playing in them? I can, I can easily see a future with no bowl games at all. I mean, it'll just be a playoff system. They'll expand the playoffs to the point where, okay, only the teams that are vying for a national championship need to be in action because a lot of the other kids are not going to be involved. They're not They're not going to want to be involved, Jeff Honnold. Yeah, you're going to get to that. Well, it's already going to start switching. You're going to get six games instead of, uh, instead of the, the, what we have today. Or six. There's 12 teams going to get in, so you're going to have six first-round games. So, and I think that's going to expand uh, and expand and expand some more. I think so. I mean, if you listen you listen to Kirk Herbstreit, it's going to be down to the SEC and Big Ten, and everybody else is going to have their own little playoff system. So uh, I, I think eventually um, the bowl games, there's, you know, Capital One's got a lot of money dumping into there, and, you know, it's still entertaining. You know, uh, as long as as long as they put a line on it, there's always going to be people like me that are going to go, hmm, man, if I can make any money on this. So 
that that also fuels it that we don't think about. There's a lot of money on the gambling side that's going to that uh, they haven't even tapped yet for resources to the NCAA. That may be the scariest thing I've heard on Rewind ever. That there's going to be people out there like Jeff Honold. <laughs> I mean, that that to me is the scariest thing of all that you just said. Uh, I, I, yeah, well, that is true. But uh, you know what? I, I do have something for Nathan, by the way. Nathan, check it. Check the Iowa State. That's 18 years in a row there that uh, the Hawkeyes have won. And even though you have Hawkeye coaches, we still won 18 years in a row. So uh, stuck on that for a little while. You're talking wrestling, right? Wrestling. Yeah, wrestling. Yeah. That came out of left field. Yeah. It did. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about. Of course, you got the bowl challenge. Talk about that, Jeff. Yeah. Um, what we've done this year, I selected 21 games. I just thought there was. Usually, I do 20, but this year I went ahead and done 20. Did 21. Um, it's going to be all the, the the area football coaches that we cover from the nine schools that we cover for football, and then everybody that was involved in either the um, scoreboard show on Friday nights, the rewind program here, or helped us out, guys like, you know, Doug Wanniger and Terry Kaspabauer and, you know, Nick Brinks, all the broadcasters and stuff for all of our games and stuff. And we'll pick those games um, and uh, we'll see who comes out as the winner. We, we will have a trophy for the winter. Winner. Oh, that's right. Yes. A uh, traveling trophy. A traveling trophy. And then we have a traveling trophy that will go to the loser. <laughs> and and I will rightly admit before Honnold jumps in there that the uh, basketball traveling loser trophy is still sitting on my desk because I was the one that claimed that last year in the basketball one. Who was the football one last year? I can't remember. Ah, so I, I know it wasn't wow. me. There's no trophy sitting on my desk. For yeah, that we stuff. did. We didn't have a trophy uh, for for the for football last year. We got them made right be right during the basketball one. So this will be the first time we give away the football ones. You know, looking through there, I, I'm really impressed. Uh, I, I like some of the big the big game matchups, the Kansas State. The, you know, there are some really intriguing games on the top side. Now, of course, I haven't gone down through all the other bowls, but I like the way they took the top four and then kind of matched up the other ones as they went. And we should have some interesting games on those at least. Yeah, you know, it depends on who plays. I think it, it comes out of that. Yeah, and, and and along those lines, Jeff Storyhan said to me the other day, "Beans, you're the one that's scoring all of this." He said, "You should have to turn your bracket in before everybody else." And I'm like, "I'm not turning mine in until the the, the day that I have yeah. to, simply because I'm waiting to see who is and who isn't playing." If, if Jeff Storyhan thinks that we do actual research and study <laughs> on this stuff, he's sadly mistaken. He flips a coin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it all, yeah, it, it's it's crazy and all this stuff. And so we'll have the bowl challenge coming up. When is the first bowl game on that, Bob? Um, December the 22nd, I think, is when it is. I think when I sent the email out, I think everybody had to have them in by the 21st. So I think... I our first bowl game this year is December the 22nd, so we got a little time. Yeah, this, this is an annual thing that I love to do. I fill mine out at literally at the very last second. Blankman's literally walking from the, the KCIM studio into my office next door going, are you done yet? Are you done yet? Are you done yet? <laughs> I have to chase him down for the basketball one, too. Yeah, because I, I do them at the last second. I'm like, I don't know. I don't put any thought into this yeah. stuff at all. So uh, let's talk, to, I mean, just a real briefly, transfer portal. Over 1,000 football students went into that. From high from college football, uh, again, keeping in mind, oh, less than forty percent are going to sign with a new team. Yep. Uh, they, they're taking a big gamble with their scholarships or whatever they have, whatever place they have in their program to try to well find greener pastures elsewhere. I don't know. What do you think? I'll let Honold you know, comment. 
the majority of our quarterbacks, um, you know, and every quarterback I've ever been around thinks they should be starting, which is, is part of the quarterback's job. But um, I, I got mixed feelings. I like the fact that they took some of the power, unlimited, unchecked power away from these coaches. I think, I think there was a handful of coaches that really, really abused kids and buried them and what have you. Um, but the other side of it is some of these kids are, are, are potentially going to, you know, drop out of school you know you're going to see some of these that are, that are going to gamble and, and, and made a bad bet um and some will drop down a level or two and maybe that's where they belong and they'll get some playing time get a scholarship that's fine but um I, I like the fact that they can't get barely look at Cade mcnamara as an example i mean here's a kid that got beat out there's no way unless somebody gets hurt he's going to be back in there and you know now he's going to move to iowa and be a two-year starter probably and then you look at the kids below there well why would i stay you know i, I i'm not going to beat him out so there's probably a program maybe a yeah, you know, you look at Padilla, he could probably go down to a, to a next level down and probably be a starter or even a, a lower a lower uh, Division One. So he'll have an opportunity. Um, as long as they're still watching and trying to get to a place where they're getting their schooling as well and it's not just all about athletics, I don't. it's not terrible. I, I agree with Jeff to a point. I, I, I agree with the fact that, you know, the unending power for, for college coaches probably needed to, to come to an end. The only thing I worry about is is that, you know, athletics is supposed to teach you how to fight through adversity. Um, and, and when you tell a kid, well, Cade, you, you know, you got beat out this year by J.J. McCarthy, you know, for the starting job. Now you can just transfer and go somewhere else instead of going, you know what, get better um, work and, and, and get better and earn the starting job back. You know, we, we teach a whole generation and future generations of, you know, when, when, when things get tough, when yeah. life gets tough, quit and go somewhere else. And, and I don't know if that's what we need as a society is to have a bunch of people that aren't willing to dig a little deeper, get better, um, and, and fight to get that job back. Here's a case that, that perfectly underlines that Clemson. DJ Ungalalele, I think is, yep. is how you pronounce the kid's name. I may have just butchered that. I have no clue. <laughs> but uh, he got benched late in the season right before the SEC ch- in, in, ACC in the ACC in championship, championship game. Yeah. And now has entered the transfer portal. Yeah. So, I mean, that is a crazy yeah. Uh, a situation where he just literally got benched, but now he's like, "Fine, I'm out of here." There must, yeah. there had to have been problems long before yeah. that. Take but, the easy route out all the time instead yeah. of fighting and, and learning to fight and, through adversity. Well, and he's he's a big enough name from a big enough program, Jeff Honnold, that he's going to go make a ton of money somebody else somewhere else. Yeah, he was he was struggling all year long, and uh, I'm I'm guessing that the fan base was probably riding him pretty ugly too. Um, Spencer uh, Petrus bad. Yeah, you know, probably worse than Petrus. I mean, uh, to be honest with you, because they had they had the tools there to probably be a little bit a little better. He just kept making, he kept throwing picks and turnovers. But you know, again, you're asking a kid that's making decision at 17, 18 years old. Um, you know, uh, if an Alabama or an Ohio State comes in there, well, is that really the best fit for me? You know, maybe he should have been at a at a UNI or a, or an Iowa that's maybe better suited for him. So. I don't have a problem when some of those guys, you know, realize that they probably didn't have the best fit. And the other side that I really like is the graduated portal. You know, you've done your four years there, you you you've graduated, now you can go in there. I think that's a that's the best yeah. scenario. Yeah. But I like that one. Those those I really like. And by the way, uh, a quick little contest here. We're gonna learn how to just Jeff Blankman say Ungula Lely. I, How do you pronounce the kid's I, name? I did. Ui, is it Ui Ungalalela <laughs> or something like that? Yeah, right. I just... Honold, you take a shot at it. I think it's Ui Ungalalela. 
Uyunga Lele. Is that, is that? I yeah. have to have it in front of me to be able to figure out how to try and say it. So. By way, another great name in sports celebrating a birthday today. He's 25. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yes. Is celebrating his birthday. Is that how you pronounce that? Antetokounmpo. Yes. Antetokounmpo. Yeah. Yep. All right. Honold, you give her a crack. No chance. <laughs> <laughs> Love those names, though, man. When you're yeah. a play-by-play guy and you got names like that, it, oh my goodness. Yeah, it makes it, and it's just that some of it's just that they're long, so it takes a long yeah. time to get them out when you're trying to talk a little faster. There's a lot of consonants going on there. Yes. Uh, I remember uh, Kevin Munson years ago did a game up in Northwest Iowa. Every kid in the starting lineup was Van something or other for like MLC Floyd Valley. So, I mean, he was trying to keep them all straight. And three of them, I think, had the same name. That was kind of like a Coon Rapids Beard thing years ago. Yeah. Where the entire starting five was related. Yes. And then, you know, you end up, you know, I always have to explain during some of my broadcasts, it's like, okay, folks, we've got three Johnsons on the on the court right yeah. now. We're going to say first names for them so you have an idea of which Johnson I'm, I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. It just, I, you've done enough merchants games. Jeff Honnold to know that when you run across those names, man, you're just like, oh, it's going to kill me through the broadcast. Oh, I go down and you go down and you ask the coach and then you try to phonetically spell it because there's some of those you look at and go, oh, there's no way I'm going to get this right. I <laughs> but try to start out before the game apologizing and probably about three or four times during the game of butchering it. Or one that's a regular name and they, they pronounce it different between Fordyce and Fordyce, Fordyce and uh, what was the other Fordyce and Forty ice, I think they were. Uh, that was that was awful. I, I I like the ones where you go down and ask coach, and they're like, I don't know. We just call them this because we don't know how to say it either. Yeah, or say, or they'll go. Yeah, either way, whatever you decide. I'm yeah. like, no, you tell me how yeah. to pronounce your own name. So yep. this is KCIM Sports Rewinds, brought to you by St. Anthony Sports Performance Program. Any athlete who demands power and strength can benefit. They've got a great eight-week workout program. Call seven nine four fifty two forty one. You can be your best preseason in season in their offseason with the help of St. Anthony's Sports Performance Program. Got to roll on here. We're going to talk about high school sports coming up next. As the athletes at your house prepare for hard work and fun of the season, remember that St. Anthony Rehab Services provides physical therapy for any sports injury that may sideline your member of the team. Sports injuries can plague kids of all ages and keep them from playing the sport they love. Athletes will be under the direct supervision of a certified and licensed healthcare professional in the newly renovated sports performance facility. If an injury is keeping your athlete out of the game, Call St. Anthony Rehabilitation Services at 794-5000 for sports injury and treatment rehab. KCIM Sports Rewind, where we learn to pronounce most names correctly, but uh, the ones we don't, <laughs> it's it's 50-50 whether we get it right. Who knows? Yeah. It, yeah. It's, just, just being honest. I will be honest with you. There are times I print out a sports story and go, yep, not reading that one. Yeah, I haven't read a hockey story in years or tennis or <laughs> any of those stories on there. <laughs> if yeah. they've got names like four or five syllables long, uh-uh, I'm not, I'm not even attempting. There's a reason there wasn't much World Cup news in, yeah. in sports the last few weeks. <laughs> Which probably, you know, didn't, didn't feel too bad about yeah. that. So let's talk some girls wrestling. What's going on with that? Uh, it's been a good start to the year so far. Uh, um, had some teams in action uh, on Saturday, um, had some teams in action last night as well as Isak and Kemper um, headed up to uh, Sergeant Bluff Luton uh, at the Long Lines uh, Family Rec Center. Um, had, what, 21, 22 teams up there last night, so uh, a really good showing. I, I think uh, were they was, full rosters of teams? Uh, no, no. Some of the some of the top teams were, were full or, or very full. Um, the local teams here, Carroll High is probably the 
the closest to, to being a full team here in, in, the, in the five schools that we have wrestling. But I thought the thing that was interesting to me, Jeff, was the fact that you know, and it's not that you don't see, you know, kids wrestling at state tournaments day after day after day, but uh, all of those schools, both of those schools in Isak and, and Kemper were both wrestling Saturday down at the Audubon tournament and then turn around Monday and, and go and wrestle again. So a, a lot of meets in a short period of time, it seems like, for some of these teams here early in the girls' season. Yeah, I was actually happy to see that the girls were competing on the gold side. So, you know, they're with kids with more experience. They weren't. They weren't going on the other side of it. So, you know, to place and to do well in the gold, uh, you know, that, that shows that, uh, you know, come state time, they're, they're going to be contenders to try to get to state tournaments. So I was really impressed seeing that part of it. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm anxious to see. I haven't, I haven't got a chance to get out to a game or to a match yet. But they're all out scouts. It sounds like, sounds like they're getting pretty good at, uh, you know, the moves and you're hearing some quick pins. But you know, people get caught, that's, you know, that's, to be, to be understood the first year out, but I think you're going to start seeing some some kids really start to separate here. I know, as you're as a former wrestler yourself, I mean, would you, you you clearly probably would rather go to wrestling meets than to wrestling practice, right? So the fact that you've got a lot of meets in a, in a short amount of time, not not a huge deal, is it? You like that, right? Well, it depended. Um, something like that, where you're trying to. So you'd have to cut weight and make weight on Saturday, and then you had to maintain on Sunday. Uh, to make weight again on Monday, those were rough. Those were really rough. I liked uh, I liked those late mid mid uh, week deals because it gives you a couple days to cut weight because you knew you weren't doing anything Sunday, so you're you're having to having to try to keep weight there. And um, I guess and and we did things a lot different back then. We were a lot dumber. I cut weight a lot a lot harder and, and a, lot, a lot of the legal stuff you now. But um, I I like the spread. I like to give myself an opportunity maybe to to splurge a little bit on a Sunday or a Saturday afternoon and, and then give myself time to cut back down because it'd be nothing to come in on a Monday morning with 15 pounds of weight. Hey, sh- should we invite Kim Hackett to come on Sports <laughs> Rewind here for us? She was just in the studio with us. So dropping off uh, some Christmas cards for us. So. Yes. Yeah. Appreciate that. Yeah. Thanks, Kim. But uh, yeah, Jeff, that's the one thing that uh, I, I don't know. You can tell me you wrestled. Was there an allowance back then? Because I think today you get like a pound or maybe a two pound allowance. Is that is that correct? It didn't start till after Christmas. You got a pound, and then you got another pound, uh, I think, in January, maybe. Uh, then you got some allowances when it got state. But you didn't get your pound till after Christmas. And to be honest with you, uh, back in those days, a pound was nothing. I mean, we were dehydrating so bad. I mean, you would, you would literally be um, – you could be five pounds. You could lose five pounds in a practice. So, we, should, we should all be so lucky just to have a pound or two around the holidays, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, I, that would that'd be difficult. Uh, a Saturday tournament and coming back on a Monday, I'm sure I did it, but, uh, you, you know, you probably had to do some working out on Sunday, you know, trying to trying to maintain weight. And that that would that would be tough. That's, that's impressive that they were able to do that. Uh, let's uh, kind of run through some of the kids on Saturday down at Audubon. It was really cool. All five of our area teams uh, were down there on, on Saturday at the Audubon uh, Girls Invitational. Um, Carol High had a, a really solid day. Julia Canney took home first place. Uh, Chloe Jones, who's really been very dominant uh, here so far in her matches, uh, brought home a first place. Avery Burke uh, finished up in second place. Uh, Sadie Smith uh, from uh, Kemper also finished up in second place. And South Central Calhoun, we knew they would be 
really good because they've had uh, several girls wrestling for years. But uh, Lacey Martin took home first place. Scott Rolfs took home first place. Uh, it was uh, Evelyn Kramer in second, Kaylee Timmerman second, uh, Delaney Westcott finished in first. That was a it was a really good matchup uh, with Olivia Viegas uh, from uh, Eastside County who took second place as well, and Delaney Westcott. Probably two of the of the top girls wrestlers uh, in, in our area ended up wrestling against each other down there. That was a fun match. And Sophia Webker also uh, from uh, South Central Calhoun brought home a second place finish. But I was really happy with the crowds that I saw down there and, and, and just uh, how involved people were. Um, the one thing, had a conversation with, uh, with a res uh, wrestling parent last night. Um, we were chatting on the phone. And uh, the one thing that uh, probably needs, and I don't notice it as much at boys, but I noticed it uh, really noticeable down at that meet on Saturday as a lot of parents are coming down out of the stands and getting along the mat to ho holler instructions uh, out on the mat. And, oh. and, and you kind of want to see that go away. Let the mm -hmm. coaches coach, let the kids wrestle. And it makes it difficult for sometimes for people who are trying to do jobs um, along the mats to be able to do them when, when all of a sudden you've got, uh, you know, a group of parents or parents, you know, coming down out of the stands to try and get as close to the mat uh, or on, even right on the edge of the mat, you know, and stuff uh, and stuff. And I, I, like I said, I don't see that really in the boys meets, but uh, saw it quite a bit on Saturday down at Audubon. Yeah, and I, I get that, you know, there's lots of, they're still learning the system. They're still learning probably a lot. But if you do, parents, if you do that, your kid becomes uncoachable well, because they're not listening to the coach they're, they're trying to listen to you yes. and make you happy when they're tr they're out there for their own fun yep and they should be listening to their coach yeah the, the worst point i'm going to put it away that's probably going to sound bad let the kids have their own season yeah. don't don't live your wrestling career through through your mm -hmm. kids so yeah. I, I i totally am 100 behind that it's for sure how about the boys uh boys uh they were in action uh, we're going to talk kemper first here real quick they went up to humboldt on friday night to the joe fitch um wrestled well uh on on friday night uh owen neppel finished in third uh for him riley parkas finished up in second place for him uh jake earlbeck finished up in third place for him uh um, and uh, um, Hayden Vanami finished up seventh as well for him. But uh, really a, a good overall day, Jeff. That tournament up there with Humboldt and Webster City and, and some of those schools is, is really, really a strong tournament. That's a good test. I was, I was really kind of pouring through your report on that one, just kind of seeing how these area wrestlers are doing it. I, I'm, I'm impressed. You know, I'll go back to Owen Neffel. And here's a kid last year as a freshman just got punished. You know, kind of paid you to do as a freshman. Now he's now he's a sophomore. He's, he's gotten a little stronger, a little smarter. You know, doing well. I was really happy to see him get a third place finish there. And, and of course, Parkus. We know he's going to be good. He's been good uh, his entire career. So I, I think you know, you look at you look at Kemper and you look at Carroll and you look at some of these area schools. I we've got some really good wrestlers right now. And um, I take a step back to you on your other one though. That going down the mat that comes from that Pee Wee and AAU stuff where there's no coaches. Um, they've kind of cleaned it up, as you said, the boys. The girls will have to figure it out that, that yes, you're coaching them that way when they're in Pee Wee's and, and AAU because you don't really have a true coach. But you know, now they're now they're in a high school event. You need to step back. 
Well, you mentioned uh, Carol. Hi, Jeff. They went over to the Dallas Inner Grimes tournament on Saturday, and that one is always loaded. Creston, Webster City, Dallas Inner Grimes. You had Ankeny Centennial there. West Marshall's got a good history. I-35, Lewis Central was there. Uh, Urbandale has had a good history of a lot of wrestling. The Tigers finished up in sixth place with 147 and a half points and brought home some champions. Uh, Kel Nelson was a pretty dominant uh, at 132 pounds. Cooper Ludwig also brought home a championship at 140. And Jaira Gallagos, uh, champion at 182. So, really good showing uh, for the Tigers. And you mentioned it, uh, you know, that uh, all of our teams have got some good wrestlers. And, and those three guys really got a chance to make some uh, some big time noise for the Tigers this year. Yeah, you know, they wrestled well last year and just kind of got bad draws trying to get to state. But, uh, you know, I, I, I was surprised. I guess I didn't realize Gallagos was up to 185, which. Um, that's a good weight for him. He won't be cutting as much. I think he'll be strong and quick there. And then, you know, you look at the other guys on the roster, they had a lot of other guys that did well that, that, that got fourth or what have you, and, and had a very, very tough tournament. So uh, a good showing for Carroll. And, uh, you know, it's it's nice to see this starting to build back up again. You know, the, the little kid programs are starting to work. You're starting to see kids that, that know how to wrestle, and, and it just flows on through. We'll move on here as we're starting to run a little bit low on time. ESAC and South Central Calhoun went up to Manson to the Doug Wood tournament. Uh, Woodbury Central and, and Ogden, kind of the two elite teams there, along with South Central, who finished in third. Um, ESAC County would finish up in sixth place. Uh, the Titans had Colin Folsom take second. Brock Natras was a champion at uh, 145, and Riley Timmerman uh, finished up in second place. Uh, for ESAC County, um, Chandler Lair finished in second. Charlie Vite, who Jeff and I both think is poised to have a great year ended up a champion at 138 so Jeff a, a good start to the year uh, for both of those teams as well South Central really kind of a nice bounce back they wrestled at home Thursday night last week uh, knocked off Ridgeview but uh, got handled a little bit by MOC Floyd Valley on Thursday night yeah and it's you know you're, you're still early in the year still kind of sorting sorting weights out but I want to jump back quick to Charlie I mean Buck nothing and all muscle and heart. I just I love watching that kid wrestle. He'll stick his nose in just like he does in football, and I think he's going to do really well. But I, you know the, the team duel stuff I, I struggle with because you don't know how many falls or you know how many open weights and what have you. But uh, I like to watch them in the tournaments. How are these kids placing when you got big competitions in there? And I, I like the way South Central's competing, and I think East Sac has some really good wrestlers and are competing as well. So. Um, you know, the dual meet's really hard for me because you just you don't know how many forfeits are there. Yeah, let's let's move on to some boys basketball. Uh, last night, Eli Wheelock, South Central Calhoun, filling up the stamp sheet. Wow. Yeah, put together, he is going to be special this year, and I think that South Central Calhoun boys team's got a chance to be really, really good. They're just so athletic. Um, can shoot the rock. The thing that was amazing to me, they took 54 shots last night. Uh, 30 of those were yeah. from beyond the three-point arc. Oh. So this is, this is a team that uh, <laughs> is, they're going to let it fly. You know, you got Wheelock and Tyler Light and Bada, and then you throw Keegan Sword in there in the middle, and you bring off guys off the bench like Cole Higgins and Andrew Anderson that can play. And uh, yeah, Joe Clark uh, just he doesn't shoot a lot because he just does all of yeah. the other things for him. But uh, yeah, this is this is a team and that's going to be a chance to be really good. That shocks me. I mean, Clive Clark's teams have not normally been let it fly. I mean, that San Francisco or the Golden State Warrior kind of deal. They've always been, you know, they've always had good athletes down low, so they've kind of they've they've played a mix 
texture in the past, but not quite like nothing like this. Yeah, and I think right now what it is is he's just loaded with guards that can shoot the basketball, you know, or or, or guys that are six three, six four, like a Gavin Bada that would prefer being mm-hmm. outside and, and shooting the rock rather than you know down inside pounding, you know, in, in the paint. So, but uh, yeah, um, Eli put together a tremendous, tremendous game last night. Yeah, Jeff Honnold, twenty one points, seven rebounds, two assists, a steal, and a block. Again, that's filling up the stat sheet. That's keeping the uh, scorekeeper busy. You know, I I just laugh. I mean, great, great for Clive to adjust. I mean, you know, how many folks would say this is my system? I'm saying there, but boy, he's got he's got shooters and he's got players, and he's adjusting to that. How about Coon Rapids Bear last night? They rolled to a big win, uh, but Coon Rapids, what are, they, are they? What are they poised to have a huge season? They are. We'll find out a lot more about their boys tonight. They're going to host West Harrison, who made the state tournament last year, starting all juniors, so they're all back. Uh, they don't have a lot of depth. West Harrison doesn't, but their starting five is is as good as probably anybody in Western Iowa. Starting five, probably from Class Two A on down. Uh, but uh, you, you mentioned uh, Coon Rapids Bear. That's going to bring up Lance Clayberg, uh, his stat sheet from last night 26 points six rebounds five assists and seven steals but I, I think when you throw him and cal hayden on the floor and then with the way kate barons has been playing for them here to start the season uh that's a team good enough and they're going to defend uh, they are absolutely going to defend they're probably the most complete defensive team uh that we have in the area i does not shock me at all no Coming not with Corey Meyer. yeah not with Corey Meyer. <laughs> do want to give a quick shout out here a couple of our guys in college before we run out of time here um tying this and punting extremely well down in iowa western uh they advanced into the national championship game for junior college uh with a win uh, over the weekend they'll play for the national championship and uh tyler jones uh from south central calhoun back-to-back national championship game appearances with north Northwestern. Uh, so congratulations uh, to those guys. Simon Wagner, also a mm-hmm. member of that Iowa Western team. So uh, Amy Adams, USD Volleyball. I watched this match or a portion of this match. Uh, they fell down to Houston two to nothing. Right. Came back. They battled back in, in sets three and four and came out with a win to tie it up. I mean, there were some unbelievable rallies. In fact, one of them made ESPN. Right. The girl diving over the table. Yeah. Uh, that was Houston and USD right there. And uh, Amy was on the floor had a, had a kill attempt on that one but eventually Houston won that point but crazy they, they lost set 15 in the opening round of the NCAA's 15 to 11 but to come back down 0-2 yep. to force that fifth set man what a, what an effort but it fell short yeah and it was fun getting to go up and watch her here a couple of weeks ago really enjoyed getting to catch up with her and just watch her play again yeah well that kind of wraps up rewind Jeff Honnold you got to get back to real work now yeah, I know. Unfortunately, they've been mentioning that. I'm, I'm hiding still, though. Have you ever known what real work is? <laughs> I've been getting roped into it as much as I try to hide from it. They've been finding me. I don't know what the deal is. Hey, you just got to quit answering your phone, I think. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, uh, they're finding me. No, they're walking in here now, so they, they know where I'm at. All right. Break time over for you. You got to get back to work, and we're going to put uh, Jeff Hon- or Jeff Blankman to work here on air next on KCIM Sports, Sports Rewind.